You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSE has opened its doors for another day and another new week. So it's time for the opening. And this morning I'm speaking to Piersri Riddlinghase from Herenia Capital Advisors in Johannesburg. What's in the diary this week, Piersri? Is there anything that we're going to be looking forward to or rather looking at with trepidation? Uh, good morning. Um, I think from a, I suppose, diary perspective, gold production and mining production coming out tomorrow uh, in South Africa. Uh, CPI numbers in the U.S. tomorrow as well. CPI numbers from South Africa on Tuesday. Um, so a whole bunch of economic data as well. Industrial production from China on the 16th of July, which I think is Wednesday, is going to be relatively interesting as well as GDP mm. um, from from them on Wednesday as well. Um, ECB deposit rate, refinancing rate, that comes on uh, Wednesday also. So those are the big ones, I think. I mean, everybody's been watching the jobless claims numbers and the and, and that kind of thing in the um, U.S. sort mm. of jobs data. But I think that at this stage, I'm more interested in uh, Chinese manufacturing data um, and sort of measures of economic activity in China. I think that would have a much bigger impact on uh uh, you know, providing or proving this rally that we're seeing sustainable. If we see good GDP numbers, good industrial production uh, coming from well, but I suppose more China than the US at this stage, I think we're probably going to fly. Um, yes. So, yeah, I mean... So, so it's, it's quite an important... I mean, there's, there's not a raft of data, but data that is uh, of interest, particularly the Chinese numbers that you've been speaking about. What about this yeah, morning in the in South Africa on the Stock Exchange News Service? The one that really stands out for me is uh, the Fashini Group, COVID-19 and trading update, an update on the potential acquisition of certain commercially viable assets of JET. So they are taking the bull by the horns and buying buying an, a beleaguered retailer, uh, probably at a knockdown price. So a couple of things that they're doing. One, a rights issue, right? Mm. Um, and that is, I think they're carrying something like six billion rands worth of debt. So after the, the rights issue, that will be reduced to around two. Um, uh, obviously, because they're selling a you know whole bunch of new shares to raise capital. And then some of that money is something like 480 million rand, I think, is what they're valuing the assets at. I think it's a bit less than what the market was expecting for uh, for Jet uh, and the Edcon sort of uh, group of assets, if you will. But we don't yet know exactly which ones they're looking to buy. Nonetheless, um, you know, a lot of uh, uh, it might be a, a relatively it's a strong move to during times of really, really, um, you know, bad, bad economic times it's a bold move i think it's it's a bold move it's it's aggressive they're Mm. going out for market share which i like i think it's a great um it's a great attitude whether or not it's going to work out we'll see um but uh yeah very very sort of interesting play from them i do think that you know it's probably going to play uh in their favor in the longer run because mr price has that sort of uh i want to say lower lsa market really locked down uh and true it's traditionally is more credit sort of fueled sales and that kind of thing, which we've seen has been very tough for them uh, during times, well, with the national credit regulator sort of tightening up the belt. Now people can't pay their debts, you know, it's going to get messy. So getting into something like Jet, where it's more cash sort of sales is probably a, a wise move. Yes. Anyway, we'll look at that retail sector with a good deal of interest for the rest of the day. Um, just on a South African note as well, because there's not much else on the Stock Exchange News Service, you can't buy booze again. Yeah. <laughs> now, I understand yeah. this. This is my point here, and you bear with me here. They're saying that 
During this time, you can't buy booze because it does this and it does that and it has some social, uh, un- unpleasant social uh, consequences. Then why not just ban booze all together? Because then the country might become more productive and there would be less domestic violence and so on. I don't understand why at the moment you have to do it. Either do it or don't do it. No other country has done this. No other country has banned the sale of alcohol. So if alcohol is a problem in South Africa, then get rid of it. I mean, that would be, or, uh, or, that would, that would be the, my platform as a political um, <laughs> opponent of Cyril Ramaphosa. Look, or, or put a hard and fast regulation in that says these are the new rules around alcohol. You cannot serve alcohol in restaurants or bars past 10 o'clock on a Friday night or 11 o'clock on a Friday night. And, that, and that's the new rule. Do you know yes. what I mean? Yeah. But this um, sort of backwards and forwards. And I mean, if you, even if you look at the – there's a joke going around. The punishment for buying illegal cigarettes in South Africa is having to smoke them mm. <laughs> because they're terrible, right? And they, they have to be – I mean, cigarettes are bad for you as it is. I mean, these these things are obviously illegal because they don't pass the sort of health standards. But these are now the only ones that are available. And they're so widely available, the prices are coming down drastically. Yes. Uh, what What's going to happen with alcohol? It's going to be illicit trade. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't want to get too sort of conspiracy theory around what the potential motivators could be. But, you know, the reasoning that the, that the government is holding on to for the booze sale or for the booze ban is basically that people um, – you know, become violent and uh, uh, accidents happen and all sorts of things, and that's clogging up the emergency rooms. And those doctors should be in hospital should be busy with COVID patients and not with people who are getting in bar fights. Yes, I don't uh, know what the statistics say, but um, that happens all the time. You should say that every, every every weekend. People are in car accidents because they abuse alcohol. Uh, people are in, in domestic violence situations because they abuse alcohol. And uh, the the weekend, the, the Friday night in an A&E department of a local hospital, wherever it is, is stretched because of it. So therefore get rid of it. I don't Look, understand just, how you can do it in a piecemeal fashion. And you know what I'm worried about is that what does this do to restaurants? I mean, they're already sort of limping. Something like, uh, I saw a stat this morning, 20% of all restaurants in Pretoria have failed. Or Tuane, right? In the greater metropolitan area. 20% of them are gone forever. All those jobs, right? Yeah. Now you ban alcohol. So uh, a restaurant makes three to four hundred percent markup on alcohol. Um, they call it liquid gold because that's really where the margin is, right? Um, there's not a lot of margin on a pizza, for example, but there's a lot of margin on that whiskey that you drink uh, with your pizza or the beer that you that you drink uh, yes. when you, you buy a pizza or the glass of wine or whatever. Yes. Restaurants that can't sell alcohol can't make enough money to cover overheads. So what, another 30%? So half of all the restaurants in South Africa go down by the end of the month? I don't know, man. It's a very, um, (laughs) it's a very, very, and now also not just that, hey, we also have a curfew in place, nine o'clock. So you've got to be home by nine. You can't leave your house again until four in the morning. So that's okay, I guess. What a I mean, world. Anybody who wakes up before four should probably not be allowed to leave the house anyway, I would say. But, um, <laughs> you know, like to be home at, at nine, how does a restaurant survive? No, you, you, make, you, you make very good tins, points. I, I think it's it's a, a, a policy that has been cobbled together in a rash and irrational way. And it, I, I honestly think that whoever, whichever minister it is that's come up with this rubbish uh, should, I mean, be, they were, should be fired. 
They were pretty slick because, you know, constitutionally, the president can't just come out and say, um, you know, with immediate effect, this is this is now the rule. It's not, you know, that, uh-huh. that has to be gazetted. But the government gazette was published minutes after his speech. I so watched, I watched any, it on the BBC today, and uh, I must admit that I looked at the presenter's face, and it didn't look – it looked almost incredulous. Anyway, let's have a look at the spot markets now as I refresh my screen because that's uh, what we're here to talk about, not about um, government policy as coronavirus – Cases rise dramatically in South Africa. Uh, Dollar Rand is doing very well indeed. Thank you very much. Sixteen seventy four. The British pound against the Rand is twelve thirty. Uh, sorry, twenty one thirteen. I'm slightly numerically dyslexic. The Euro Rand is eighteen ninety four. The Euro Dollar is one thirteen fifteen. A slightly weaker US Dollar, slightly stronger Euro. In the States on Friday night, the Dow Jones rallied by one point four percent, reversing earlier gains. S and P was up one percent, and the Nasdaq was a strange laggard, only up two thirds of the percent. Dow Jones futures this morning up around about a third as are the S&P futures. The gold price has regained 1800 after tipping below there on Friday 1805. The platinum price is up $10 an ounce to 840. The Brent crude oil price I'll come to in a moment but give me the palladium price please Pietri. All right, palladium is up palladium. Palladium is up around two thirds of a percent $1,983 a fine ounce. Okay, now let's have a look at the oil price. Uh, Oilprice.com is my favourite site. So I'm going to have a quick look at that one. Um, It must be firmer because all the other ones are a little bit firmer and also the stock markets are doing rather well. Uh, Yeah, indeed. Indeed, I'm wrong. 1.3% weaker for WTI at $40.04 per barrel. Brent crude oil is down 1.1% at $42.75. So that's it. So there's something actually that mentioned that's on the calendar for this week. OPEC is sort of meeting uh, and is expected to announce uh, production cuts later this week. Mm. Um, I think that meeting is tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. They normally um, have them on a Thursday or a Friday in Geneva, but I mean, you could be right. Maybe they brought it forward, but it's usually later in the week. That's what I've always found. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I'm not 100% sure what day it is. I just know that uh, um, <laughs> that it's happening this week, right? <laughs> okay, good. Let's have a look at the top five movers to the upside on the JSC Securities Exchange this morning, according to my screen. I've got Discovery up nearly 5%. TFG, the Fashini Group, which we spoke about earlier on after their trading update, up 4.2%. Kumba Iron Ore up 4.1%. Sapi, a 3.75% winner. Sassel doing well, up 3.6%. On the downside, Distel down 5% because of the ban on alcohol. Uh, Hammerson mm-hmm. down nearly 2%. Barlow World down 1.5%. And serious, I don't know what that is, but anyway, it's down one point four percent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, look at that discovery. Any reason for that thing to do so well? Uh, none that I know of. You know, in terms of company specific, I just think you know banks have been relatively strong uh, most lot most of last week. We had some some great breakouts towards the upside on on, on many of them. Uh, the expectation is for many of them to continue to be really really strong. So financials. Uh, to continue to be strong for the in the coming week, and you know, there's a couple of reasons for that. One, currency is getting much stronger. Two, I mean, COVID can't get nobody down. Free money gets markets going, right? So it is risk on. Uh, we can see that in the way that the that the um, the indices are trading. Even the S and P 500 sort of slightly higher uh, this morning on the future side. Mm. So there's re- just general positivity going around, and the only ones really uh, benefiting as we've seen over the last week in South Africa are the dual listed stuff, the gold miners, 
um, you know, companies that make money outside of South Africa, local banks, it's basically it, right? Not, retailers haven't been doing very well, um, but banks have. So I guess just more of the same from that perspective that the stronger and environment benefits the banks um, and uh, sort of any positive news flow around a potential vaccine uh, that was Friday and this, early this morning that came out um, or any positive news around sort of economic uh, expansion and and, and, and uh, uptick in economic activity in China. All of these things are going to be good for the banks, I think, at this stage. Very good. Give us the indices after one and a quarter hours of trading, please. All righty. Um, top 40 index up 85 basis points or just under nine tenths of one percent resource 20 index up one and a third of a percent industrial 25 index up around one third of a percent financial 15 index 1.4 percent higher gold mining only 0.09 percent up or 10 basis points so uncharacteristically weak on the day considering the couple of weeks that we've seen on it um platinum mining up just under half a percent uh, and then general retailers um, up around 1.2%, just under 1.2% on the day. So relatively strong day. Um, I mean, we came into today really strong. Asia was strong. U.S. futures are looking good. Um, so it seems as though we're off to a strong start. Very good. Pitri, thanks so much for your early morning Monday analysis. That's Pitri Redlinghase from Herenia Capital Advisors in Johannesburg. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.